Welcome to the B-Rad Podcast, where we explore ways to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life without taking ourselves too seriously. I'm Brad Kearns, New York Times bestselling author, former number three world-ranked professional triathlete, and Guinness World Record Masters athlete. I connect with experts in diet, fitness, and personal growth and deliver short breather shows where you get simple, actionable tips to improve your life right away. Let's explore beyond the hype, hacks, shortcuts, and sciency talk to laugh, have fun, and appreciate the journey. It's time to be rad. Uh, virtually everyone is an endurance athlete in a sense. I'm pleased to present B-Rad grass-fed whey protein isolate superfuel, the absolute highest quality all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the superfuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. So I'm going to cover symptoms of overtraining in a few different categories. The first one is going to be symptoms that occur during workouts. Uh, then we're going to talk about the general physical symptoms. And then finally, we will uh, talk about um, some uh, nuanced symptoms uh, relating to the cardiovascular system and also to uh, behavior uh, that, that reveals overtraining burnout patterns. Okay, so the, uh, the first one is symptoms that occur uh, in workouts. And probably the best leading indicator of all is a slower math test or the performance test where you uh, complete a certain course uh, maintaining a heart rate that equates to your MAF heart rate or your fat max heart rate. Uh, I like to recommend uh, going around the track and running eight laps. If you're a cyclist, you can do this on uh, indoor equipment, stationary bike, where you pedal for uh, four miles or, or some fixed distance keeping your heart rate as close as you can to that magic number, 180 minus age, which is approximately uh, your fat max. You can also determine that in a laboratory. I just found mine out at my VO2 max test, and I learned that my fat max was a little lower than the maximum aerobic heart rate that I was training with, even though it feels super, super comfortable for me 
to jog along or along or pedal along at uh, 130 beats per minute. My fat max was actually 119. So now I get to go even slower to ensure that I am uh, training the aerobic system optimally with the maximum number of fat calories burned per minute at around 119. And anything over that, I'm starting to drift into a workout that's potentially slightly too stressful. So the uh, aerobic test is super important to track your progress as an endurance athlete in hopes of improving your time when you run eight laps around the track or pedal a certain distance or use other exercise equipment like a rowing machine that has distance calibration. So if you're going to row uh, a mile and uh, a certain at a certain heart rate, you can check your time and see that you're improving. If you are regressing with your aerobic test, this is a sure indicator that you are in an overreaching or overstress pattern and that your training is no longer uh, serving you and most likely you uh, deserve to back off. Uh, uh, you know, extremely rare could be that um, you've slacked off your training for uh, a number of weeks and you have a slower uh, aerobic test result because you've deconditioned a little bit. And that's so obvious that I don't think it's worth mentioning that, hey, you're going to go out there and do your performance tests after taking the summer off or coming back from a 19-day cruise. You're probably going to have a slower performance. But in general, people who are in training uh, should perform this test at least once every three weeks to track progress and or track regression. And if you see a regression, you immediately take action to uh, tone down your overall energy expenditure and training. Um, and, and then go back to the emphasis on uh, comfortably paced aerobic exercise, because most likely what has happened, if you're in regular training and not coming back from the 19-day cruise, uh, you have possibly drifted outside that aerobic heart rate zone too frequently to the extent that you are introducing uh, too much stress in the training program. And slowing down can actually help you improve your ensuing uh, math test and therefore uh, set you up for success when you introduce uh, higher stress workouts that are intended to be uh, at the higher heart rate zones where you're doing intervals or tempo or doing a race. Those will help you with um, tremendous fitness breakthroughs, but they should be conducted uh, few and far between. And when you're really feeling great and perky and smooth with no aches or pains, that's when you can go out there and push yourself once in a while. And then in the framework of endurance athlete, and for virtually any athlete in any sport, even the power athletes, uh, emphasizing when you're doing steady state cardio, emphasizing uh, those aerobic heart rates so that you can progress without the interruption from chronic overstimulation of the stress response. Simple as that. Um, so the number one symptom in the workout would be the, uh, the, the slower math test result. And relatedly, um, any type of symptoms of what Dr. Maffetone calls anaerobic excess or aerobic deficiency. And this could include a strong competitive performance or a string of them. Uh, however, uh, you're doing this when you're in that temporary unsustainable state of overreaching. So the ability to excel at the higher heart rates uh, but then reveal a slower aerobic test time means that you are operating on borrowed time because you need a healthy, balanced aerobic system to nurture the anaerobic performances. And so if you uh, overload the, the, the training pattern and the competitive pattern 
with some uh, high performance anaerobic workouts, but are letting your aerobic conditioning slip, this is a sure recipe for burnout or even more likely injury because you're pushing the body really hard without the substantial base that you always have to nurture. So um, I talk about this a lot in the book, uh, Primal Endurance, where Mark and I present a um, a annual periodization schedule where you nurture your aerobic base for a sustained period of time uh, to begin the uh, the calendar season or the competitive season. Then you can dip into brief bouts of uh, training blocks where you're emphasizing uh, faster paced or more intense exercise and then taking a little break and then returning to uh, a, a time period where you nurture your aerobic base before you again introduce high intensity workouts as the emphasis. And when you're in a high intensity or a competitive period, you are toning down the volume of your aerobic exercise because you can't have it all and do it all at the same time. Get the difference? So this uh, anaerobic excess aerobic deficiency, it's super relevant to endurance athletes, of course, but it's also relevant to uh, strength, power, explosive athletes, team sport athletes, uh, such as CrossFit competitors, Chris Hinshaw, uh, my former podcast guest who has this wonderful operation called Aerobic Capacity. You can follow him on Instagram and listen to our podcast. Uh, he has made a wonderful career uh, helping these uh, superior CrossFit Games athletes who have tremendous attributes across the board with strength, power, amazing conditioning, gymnastic ability, and endurance. But for a period of time, uh, when Chris first immersed himself into the CrossFit scene, he was noticing these extremely high-performance athletes that had aerobic deficiency. And so his term aerobic capacity uh, refers to the uh, the the importance of building this aerobic conditioning base so that a high-performance power strength athlete can get through workouts without that fatigue and breakdown and uh, and uh, other, other symptoms of uh, falling apart because the workout lasts for an hour or they're training two or three hours a day in the case of a CrossFit Games athlete. That's an endurance athlete right there. Even though they're competing at the box jump battle rope uh, upside down push-ups uh, challenge, which is super uh, re reliant on power, uh, power, strength, explosiveness. Everything's lasting a long time. This goes for athletes in the NFL or any sport virtually where you're practicing for long periods of time. You're doing things like a, a, a sustained strength training session where you're going through uh, numerous sets, numerous machines, numerous exercises. This becomes an endurance uh, challenge due to the uh, duration of the workout. Even if you're training for powerlifting and you're going through warm-up sets and then you're going through uh, complementary exercises and then you're going through a, a set of your, your go-to uh, session on the squat bar or the deadlift bar, you're in the gym for an hour, guess what? You became an endurance athlete because your workout lasts longer than 12 minutes. So uh, virtually everyone is an endurance athlete in a sense and has a huge priority to nurture aerobic capacity so that they can continue to build and excel even in super uh, power-oriented sports. Uh, take high jumping, for example. If I'm going to take 20 approach jumps in a single session, um, I need to bring some endurance to the table. I can't just show up and be springy and think that I'm going to make it through a, a workout, even for an event that takes four seconds to complete. They still have to have that baseline endurance and aerobic capacity. So that will wrap up this breather show. 
talking about that key performance indicator uh, during workouts of uh, slower aerobic performance or that imbalance between aerobic competency and uh, anaerobic power. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot-style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. Thank you so much for listening to the BRAD Podcast. We appreciate all feedback and suggestions. Email podcast at bradventures.com and visit bradkerns.com to download five free eBooks and learn some great long cuts to a longer life, how to optimize testosterone naturally, become a dark chocolate connoisseur, and transition to a barefoot and minimalist shoe lifestyle.